0: So, everybody, welcome to another edition of Canary Cast. It is March the 15th, two days before St. Patrick's Day 2021. And uh, I'm hoping there won't be any celebrations because I don't want my national saint to be a super spreader. So, So, um, Janet Anscombe, you are there, Janet. Janet.
1: I am, and it isn't only St. Patrick's Day in a couple of days' time, it is today, the Ides of March. So we certainly don't want any appropriate behaviour that's going to trigger anything like the sort of fate that Julius Caesar suffered. So let's hope celebrations yeah. for St. Patrick's Day this year are are muted a little bit. And as They form. can be as green, they can yeah. be as green without being as...
0: Well, I don't, I mean, I'm I, i I'm probably a bit of a Gaelic snob in that I tend, to, I don't wear green very often and I don't want to drink green beer. I like my beer the colour it's supposed to be, but that's just me. So I accept that other people like to celebrate in different ways, but maybe keep it low-key this year.
1: Absolutely. It can't harm, can it? I mean, here we are, a year on almost to the day since Spain announced a state of emergency I think it was a year ago yesterday and it came yeah, into 14 tomorrow and I, I can remember speaking to Cheryl a friend of yours and mine Cleo and we've had her on the podcast before and I remember zooming with Cheryl and I remember feeling very very weepy because it felt like something that was so new and we didn't know what we were dealing with and here we are a year on and we're now old hands at this yeah. and it still seems that the whole programme of vaccination is going to take maybe the rest of this year. Mm. Let's hope by this time next year we'll be looking at a full-scale, wide-open
0: St. Patrick's Day. Let's hope so, let's hope so.
1: You know,
0: yeah, let's hope so. Janet, I mean, so as you say, we play Covid bingo now every week, really, don't we? You know, said, right, we've, we've, we've said vaccinations. We've said curfew, but can we just remind people the new restrictions that are now in place as of midnight last night?
1: Yes, as of midnight last night, Tenerife and Grand Canaria are, under, are still in level two. Other islands can be in level two, but our two islands have what they are calling reinforced level two. So the, the basic rules are that the curfew is now from 10 p.m. It's still to 6 a.m., but it starts an hour earlier at 10 p.m. And that is when bars and restaurants must close as well. Groups are reduced from six to four, and capacity is reduced as well. Up till now, if if you go to a bar or restaurant, you sit inside, the capacity restriction is 50%. Outside on the terrace has been more, but it is now also. 50%, 50%, so no establishments can be open to more than 50% of their past 30 the main rules for reinforced level 2, which we are now under as at midnight last night, but Ángel Torres, who is the president of the Canaries, is going to be announcing later this week, probably on Thursday, whether we have more restrictions for, specifically for the Easter period, because they are, as we were last week, they are worried that people will get together and it is such a commonal thing, Easter, in southern European countries, and they are very frightened of the risk that poses.
0: That, that was to be my next question at Easter, whether we're going to look. So there's a possibility people be prepared for the fact that there might be even more restrictions for a short while. I
1: certainly think the very least we are looking at is the reinforced that will continue through to
0: April. OK. Listen, can I just say as well, in case people saw, um, before we go to our very special guest, I posted on the focus page today that I have managed to tie down a few people who are kind of key in the ADECE public office on issues of uh, availability, our right to have the padron, right to have a travel certificate, etc., etc., for British residents who are either still holding a green card or paper or who have changed their TIE, because we know people have had problems. I'm asking people if they've kind of concrete, real examples of problems that they have had. Would they drop a line to the focus at the at gmail.es page? I'm not going to answer anybody's questions, but at least I can go to the meeting prepared with samples, with real samples, real examples of things that have happened. So I'm really... What what sort of things are people experiencing, Clears? I mean, one person was in touch with me. She's lived here for 20 years and she went to get her travel cert discount because she was going to El Hierro and was told she couldn't have it. Now, the way she got around it, and she has every right to it, is that the travel agent who booked it, had all her documentation and booked it through because she is registered and it's Sarah, SARA, which is the automatic computer generated system that gives you your travel discount recognized that she was registered. So she just got it through the travel agents. And then somebody else has been in touch and they needed to register for some kind of uh, legal document. And because they didn't have the TIE, I think, the Kitanol were saying no, they needed to have the TIE document. So there's levels of confusion. And I, if I can go armed with a couple of real life examples rather than saying, in general, we believe that, <coughs> um, then hopefully we can resolve this quickly. I think it is
1: important that people do understand and give organizations like the Ayuntamientos, not just a Deche, but uh, other Ayuntamientos and the Cabildo and everybody as well. This, this is a new situation for everybody. I know the instinct is to say they don't like Brits anymore because we wanted, we wanted our sovereignty and everything is anti-British. I've heard this so many times now. And why are the EU being so unfair? Why is Spain doing this? The bottom line is this is a new system that we all have to get used to. And these people who work in places like the town halls, they're still getting used to it. And they're just following a, a sheet of paper rules. a list of rules that they've been given that is all we are all doing is interpreting the new relationship between the UK and the EU and this is going to take some time to bed down so give people time don't get irate and don't above all don't make the assumption that this is some sort of racist or anti-British thing because we are all just getting used to the new situation and the new relationship that will be between the UK and the EU
0: now going forward. If it was racist, they wouldn't be care about meeting with with us to try and resolve oh, that's that. True. And by us, I'm talking about like I'm there as a representative of the focus, but also as the person in the Council who works with all foreign national groups. Right. So that that is that now we are going to bring in our special guest, Um somebody I have had the absolute honor of working alongside over many years and who has kept working throughout the pandemic, even though what she does is most of the time behind the scenes. You only see her at Christmas, uh, walking 5K along with everybody else. I'm talking about the wonderful Brigitte Gippin. Bridget, welcome. Hello, hello,
2: hello. Good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. But the reason
0: we've asked you I mean, I want to talk to you about a few things, but I suppose what we want to, to, to talk about or, or hear about is the rather wonderful Hilda, who the last real life Walk for Life, she was kind of the, the godmother, the grand marshal of the Walk for Life. Hilda is a breast cancer survivor, but she, something has happened recently and the foundation has been kind of very publicly supporting her. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
2: Well, Hilda, we we had chosen Hilda, uh, who is a 50-year-old um, girl with three children, and she had she had a double mastectomy uh, some time ago, not that long, not even 10 years. I think six, well, eight years ago, I think, and she uh, was this kind of a, a, an example of not staying home, sat in 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 a corner somewhere. She used her illness to to do something with it. And then she started be, becoming this influencer person, you know, she started this, uh, these, these, these posts on, on, on social media but always with a smile because it, it's called give a smile to cancer. So she, she kind of used that for herself to be able to cope with the whole situation. And, uh, and it turned out much bigger than she thought. So she has like followers all over the world. I mean, it's like pretty amazing. And, uh, and so, one day, I she contacted me, I think it's a couple of years ago now, when she came to the walk, first as a, as, as another person who came to walk, obviously, and she brought this group of uh, girls on motorbikes, I'm sure if you were there, you remember, it was this this huge group of 10 girls uh, with pink balloons on their motorbikes, it was brilliant, and they gave like a special flair that year to the walk. So, we kept in touch all along, and she, she had... Uh, um, Uh, Refall after refall, I mean, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't well, but she was fighting like anybody else, you know, and always, again, with this smile on her face, you know, which is like, sometimes a bit, you know, that you go like, but how can you, how can she do that? So what happened, we chose then for that reason, really, because I think we thought she was a very good example of giving hope to people and, and this positive vibe. So what happened a couple of months ago? She 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 sent me on a on a on a text just my name, dot, 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 you know. And I thought, that's strange, you know, that's not like her. So I I I responded straight away. I said, is everything all right? And she said, no. So I went to see her in the street, as we have to do now, like two meters here, on 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 the, just in front of her house. And she told me that the, the she, she her last refall now. Let's say it's such a bad one that they've given her a year, maybe a little tiny bit more. So yeah. she's, had, she's had a very, very bad news because it's complicated in many ways and there's nothing more they can do. So they said that they would, uh, well, she's straight away because she's very, very, very realistic and and, and and happy with her life. How How strange that sounds. Uh, and she said, well, okay, then um, Then now it's time for me to do the things that I still need to do. And, uh, and she said, and, and meaning that was like to be happy and, 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 and live, you know, the time that is, 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 is left for me. So not dedicated to death, just to put it like that, but to dedicate it to life. And when she mentioned it to me, I was like going you know, what? It was like a bit, a bit it was a bit a bit much, obviously, because I had not expected something like that. But then straight when she explained to me, no, I know exactly, I thought about this many times of what was to come at some stage, didn't think it was going to come now, at so young, I thought I was going to get more time. But now I have to get myself organized for my family and still do what I have to do. And I thought that was so strong and such a strong message and such a strong... Uh, you know, I, I could understand her, really, you know, I, I, I really could understand her, and she felt that. So when I left there after an hour and a half, crying, laughing, uh, you know, because then she goes from this, i like, never seen her cry properly, but she was crying, and then she started laughing again, because she said, no, that's not me, she said, I'm going to do this and that, this and that, and then I thought, oh my god, you know, she's, she's, she's got more life in her now than, than at the walk, and so when I left her there, and in the car, I was thinking, well, now is the time really uh, that we should do something back for her, you know, because she will have very bad moments, I'm sure. She's not superwoman, even though she she looks like it. She will have a hard time. She has to tell her family, she has to tell her kids. She has to change her life now in a certain way. So I think it's time for us to do something back. But obviously COVID wise, you can't do a big event because if we would have done a big event, if I would have posted something saying, let's give Ilda uh, uh, something back, you know, uh, uh, and make her feel good. We could have filled up the football stadium, you know, if we could have done it, but then obviously that was not the case. So we said, so I thought of these motor girls that were there, it, that's through whom I, I got to know her. So it was just a matter of saying, uh, ringing the alcalde of Radasul and saying, because that's where she lives, and, and asking what can we do, you know, we don't want do, to do an event because we're not allowed, but we really think we could stand in the street in front of our balcony and make her smile you know I mean give her something <laughs> back of what she's given us and they were all to make a long story short they were all very very quickly involved the alcalde he said well you can do maximum 20 people I will get a special area so you you girls can stand one meter and a half each in front of our balcony I had I had her husband involved who, who uh, via via got to her husband who i didn't even know but i mean it, we got it organized and and so we said we'll go there do our dance our our dance that we do on, on the walk because we had to do something you couldn't just stand there for two minutes you know or 10 <laughs> minutes. we only got half an hour so i said well let's dance then you know just on our spot you know not move about or anything so we got a big speaker went to that and uh, the funny thing was was that the day before she called she called me and she said listen can you come with me to La Laguna, to the clinic on Saturday. And I'm going, no, I'm busy on Saturday because that was the day that we were going to stand in front of our balcony. So I'm going, no, 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 no. I would really like to come, but no, no, no. We have something for you. And uh, it's going to be delivered on a, in you know by a postal service. I said, I had to think of something to make sure she at <laughs> all. And in the end, she was there. She came out of the balcony. She, she was crying her eyes out, but then she came down on her terrace and she danced with us, us in the street. The mayor came as well. It was very, very, very uh, overwhelming. It was very, uh, I mean, I still go cold when I think about it, you know, it was, uh, but it was this, it was only 20 minutes, but it was these 20 minutes that uh, we made her smile. You know, we made her feel that she, that she, that she, she's, she's doing a good job and that we're there for her, you know, even though we can't do a lot. Uh, We can only be there for her, and that was our, that was the goal.
0: And it was in, I saw it in some of the Spanish papers. I mean, they picked up on it, too, because she's a Spanish icon now, really, isn't she?
2: Well, yeah, because she then obviously she's got her kids even trained. The kids were suddenly coming on the balcony making a picture of it, a video. and, And then afterwards she posted it. And that's because she has so many people that follow her. It's like thousands and thousands of people. It came on, I got that same night, a a call from the Diario de Viso saying, we saw a video on Hilda, what was that all about? She said, talk to me. And so we talked about it. I sent him a picture and it was in in the papers. and, And then I think she was on Antena 3, she was on Tele 5, you know, it just kind of got bigger and bigger. But I think... Uh, uh, the most important thing for me anyway, it's like the walk, you know, we've been walking for what, 15, 16 years, but the the, the 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 message is always the most important thing, you know, people should not be on their own, no matter how, what we're doing, but to make sure that they're not felt, that they're not on their own, that they don't feel different, uh, that they're not, it's not a unique case, because after Ilda's uh, uh, um, uh, interviews and everything, various people have contacted us as well as her in saying, listen, I'm in the same situation, but I can't do what you do. How, how do you do it? How can I be more positive? How can I, you know, how can I try and channel this, what is left for me uh, uh, in a good way, you know, for family and friends? So um, I think I think she gave a strong message, definitely.
1: Hmm. I was talking to somebody the other day who, is a survivor of cancer. And he said that the one thing he had never wanted people to, um, the word he'd never wanted people to use was fight because he said, in his opinion, that everybody says, oh, you always, you know, you are really strong fighter and you've got to fight this. And he said, I wasn't a participant. I was the battlefield. I was the battlefield on which the doctors were at war. They were fighting the cancer. I was just the pitch. Yes. And he said, and, and that really struck home with me because it felt, that's absolutely true. All we can hope is that the war that is going on when the doctors are fighting the cancer, that we can at least keep our graphs in place, yeah. that we can at least keep our pitch in good order. And Hilda, I mean, what what an amazing way to to view life, Hmm. uh, to view life rather than death. Yeah, It it, it is an amazing, and all I can hope is that if I am ever in that situation, that I can face it in that way, because we never do know, I suppose, how we're going to react to anything and how we're going to view it. But if I can remotely do it in that way, I I think she is an inspiration, Richard
2: yeah i, th- I think uh, i think the 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 message uh uh also for me personally even uh it's like you say we th- people call us fighters they, like you fight you know and then you can can win the battle and all that no it's 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 something that's coming happening to your person exactly. your life and exactly. also your family your surroundings hmm. and the first thing you have to do is accept it you know you have to first accept what is happening, what the situation is, because if if you actually fight against it, it's even worse, you know, so you have to accept it and find a way, the best way to go through that battle, you know, or whatever it is. Um, And in this, in this case, in Ilda's case, um, and it's like I say sometimes as well, pink is, is beautiful color and it's our color of breast cancer, but, 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 but life with breast cancer is not always pink, you know. You have to have a big amount of luck as well, obviously. But if you can accept, like, and that is what I thought was her big advantage. She accepted it straight away and she said, right, that's, that's, what, that's what it is, you know, that's what it is. So how can I now uh, prepare myself, my, my, my time, also not just for me but also for my family you know and and, I, and that's given her such um, a peaceful mood she said she said I feel more at ease now she said than a year ago because then it was always the tests and the this and the data and more chemo and this she said now I feel more at ease because and the first thing she said was I'm not going to do anything now no medicine anymore just you know let it let it happen and then I'm glad that the her doctors at least convinced her to do uh what they call uh, a palliative uh, chemo if you say that in english yeah a chemo palliativo. so which is like a a softer chemo if there is a softer chemo but at least uh, they said if if we could gain can gain a few more months obviously you should you know and if you say enough it's enough and so Mm. she is doing this palliative chemo um to to in in the way that's why she's lost her hair now as well you know, because, oh. um, yeah, because she thought it wasn't going to happen. And and that was one of the reasons as well why she didn't want any any medicine. And when we were there, she still had her, her her long hair, but now it's gone. But she, you know, she's making these films still these little videos in saying, don't worry, it's not the worst thing, you know, and it's 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 pretty, pretty amazing. And and the, the, the what I just wanted to add was she'd never in all these years, never consulted with a, a psychologist. She never, I mean, some people do, some people need it. Some people can manage on their own or with their family or with their partner. But now she has gone to one, but not for herself, but for the family. Because the family is having worse time in accepting uh, the way she's handling it than, than she is. And so they're having this this time together now to so that the, the, that the kids and the husband and the parents can also see what she
0: see, sees in this situation. Richie, wow. that is just, it's such an inspiring story. Um, and, and in many ways, it's a it standout. But I'm also wondering, the work that your foundation does, the Walk for Life Foundation, is based so much on reach out to people, but also on funding research. Um, and programs that are helping people with breast cancer and helping families with breast cancer. And I wondered how during the last year, have you managed to keep going because you can't do fundraising events. You must find it hard to kind of remind people that you exist, the Walk for Life hasn't been happening because people weren't allowed to walk. So, I mean, how does the organization and the foundation keep going at the moment?
2: Well, the last year we, like many, I mean, there was a new a new word as well that we had to reinvent ourselves and 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 do things online. You know, uh, the certain workshops or whatever that we that we used to do, we have to do them online. That was the first thing we had to change. But fun-wise, um, we were lucky to bump into Think Pink Europe and have this these allies to do a race for the cure, a walk for life, online, a digital walk for life, and that has helped us with a some funding, obviously not like the Walk for Life, where we have it, uh, you know, in the sanitary Tenerife, because it was like, if there we raised 36,000, the last one, or 35,000, now we had 17 or something, but it, it, it's still, you know, we have to try and see how we can continue, obviously, because it's not an option in my books to stop. That's one, that's for sure. We're not going to stop. So we're going to find, we're have, going to have to speak to more companies, we're going to have to try and, and get more donations for the projects directly from companies, from institutions if possible, but also from the public. We're, tra- we're preparing a, a campaign to see if people go in our website and there's a little button button there saying donate, you can donate 5 or 10 euros or 15 euros, and these little things which we have not done before, but we have to, we have to do that yeah. now to be able to, to continue. Because uh, uh, obviously COVID-19 stopped the world. It, it just stopped the whole world, but it never stopped breast cancer or any cancer or any illness. But in our case, there was like a, a, a stop, uh, obviously for the first couple of months with the lockdown, and then we didn't hear anything because, because probably everybody was in shock and staying home and concentrating on what's this COVID-19 thing. But after the first couple of months, uh, we quickly started receiving phone calls this time. People didn't pop in the pink room because the pink room was closed, obviously. But then these phone calls started occurring and all kinds of phone calls. Uh, and, and most of them were like, I have felt uh, uh, something on, 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 on my breast and, and but I don't want to go to the doctor because they've said you shouldn't go now because it's too dangerous. You shouldn't go to the clinic because you can't go. And that is gonna be a huge problem now, this year and next year, so there's no way that we're going to be able to stop because I wish we, we we would be you know there was a that it would have stopped in all ways and we can go and do something else but no it we we have to find we have to continue finding fundings because we have to continue finding fundings for research and we have to continue to be there for people now more by telephone by 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 listening a lot we have to listen a lot more now because you can't always give the, 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 the medical advice because we're not doctors, but mm. at least have, a, have an ear for people and talk and calm them down. And do say, if you do feel something, you have to insist and you have to go and see it to your doctor. Even if it's COVID-19 ages, you have to go because you, know, you need to make sure that it's treated as soon as possible. And in that sense, we're, we're, we've been preparing videos um, about our research project, projects and our helping projects, which Cleo, you've, you know, thankfully have helped to do the translations in English because it's all in it's Spanish interviews with which, uh, English subtitles, because we want to, it's the new way of communicating. So mm. we have to, you know, make videos, launch them on all the social medias and the YouTube platforms and whatever, so that people can see that we're still here, that we still need to help but that, that we need funding, obviously, still. Okay. Yep, no okay. about it. Hmm. So so just say again, if people, where is that donate
0: button that people can click on? Where should somebody go if they want to donate, Brigitte?
2: Well, it's uh, um, www.carreraporlavida.org, O-R-G and then on the on the first page where you come it says a little red uh, button that says donate so uh, there or, or you can contact us and 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 obviously i mean i just mentioned little tiny events are so nice as well i mean Phil Phil crane he, he did a little walk with a small group of 10 11 people and uh, and on the way they 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 got some funding and they raised over 400 euros you know 11 people doing a a, a wonderful walk along the coastline you know so and that is that is for that we are obviously also tremendously grateful because we know people still want to help because and more now than ever sometimes people don't know how to help at the moment which is fair enough but that's why call us write to us or go to the website and then you can have the little donate button uh, but again um, we hope that later on in the year things will change that we can do a golf tournament that we can again do a swim for life hopefully you know it's been tremendously frustrating but then it's frustrating for everybody you know
0: okay Bridget thank you so much and do let us know if there's any other if the stuff you'd like us to mention promote, sure Janet I know is always um delighted to put stuff up on her page as well absolutely
1: absolutely oh, I mean my one one of my favorite songs is la vie en rosa la vida en rosa and to me you bathe all our lives in pink you do such a phenomenal job and i've lost both my parents to cancer so i fully appreciate absolutely everything you do and if anything i can do to help please just let me know
2: that is that's very important because i mean you get to so many people as well obviously with with what you do, and, and because sometimes we see that now more than ever, there is still uh, uh, not enough information always uh, available for people. I only had just half an hour before we got started now with the interview, a phone call of a, of a couple that need help because they're, they're they're self-employed, have not had income for nearly a year now, the lady has lost a breast, and they don't know where or what to do, how to get at least a bit of help. So that they still don't know now. That means that we still have to continue working and still spread the the information that people know exactly where to go because it's uh, it's important. It's we still we still have to be there and we will be still. Well,
0: we post the link to your pages at, at the bottom of the information about this podcast, Brigitte. Yes, yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much for 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 being there for us because it's uh, it's uh, as I say, it's essential. It's absolutely essential. All
0: right, it thank you. you. Janet, Brilliant. lovely to talk to you. We, we did we didn't engage in our daily chit chat because we had somebody much more important to talk to today. I think I think
1: today it's a little bit more important than Eurovision, although that is very important too. Oh. Iceland song is out
0: now. <laughs> well,
2: thank <laughs> but, you very much. Thank you very Richard, much. Thank you so Thanks much for there. taking
0: the time to talk to us. Thank you so much. You. All right, Bye. Janet Brigitte, Bye-bye. everybody who's listening. Talk to you next week.